Hello guys and welcome to the Lean With Plants podcast. I'm Chelsea, former overweight, healthy vegan, confused about why I couldn't look like my favorite plant-based influencers even though I was chugging back green smoothies every day. After a decade of unsustainable vegan diets, I learned the truth about weight loss, lost 40 pounds, and now I'm in the best shape of my life even after two kids. Girl, if you've been struggling to drop the pounds as a vegan, stuck in a cycle of self-sabotage, sick of yo-yo dieting and going hungry, never being able to get and stay lean, then this is the podcast for you. Each week I share the no BS truth about why vegan women are overweight, the action steps to get you shedding fat, and the mindset you'll need to get slim for life. I'm stoked to have you here. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to the Lean of Plants podcast. We're going to be talking today about how to go from losing weight actively, I was going to say dieting, but everyone hates the word dieting. I'm not personally offended by it, but you know what I mean? Actively in a calorie deficit, losing weight to being in maintenance mode. How do you navigate that transition? So losing weight means that you are in a calorie deficit. These two go hand in hand. If you are in a calorie deficit, then you will be burning stored fat. That's how it works. What happens is that your body, when uh, you are not getting enough fuel from the food that you're eating, is going to pull from the reserves. And that's the stored fat cells that you have uh, on your muscle and your visceral fat. It pulls that when you're not getting enough from your fuel. That's what creates a calorie deficit. Or that's what a calorie deficit is called. It's vital for fat loss. And I've talked about this in a ton of podcast episodes. Uh, It is weight loss fundamentals 101. But if you were to do this forever, if you were to be in a calorie deficit, eventually you've got nothing left to pull on. You've got no more stores and you would die. You'd literally starve if you're in a calorie deficit forever long term and people do people do people starve it's what starvation is really so there's this transitional period of going from in a calorie deficit and losing weight to then maintaining the weight that you've lost it's important to know how to navigate this you are going to want to know what kind of changes you can make once you're maintaining your weight uh, how to keep that off long term and how to actually have more flexibility if you're wanting that and enjoy your life. What does it take to actually maintain? So let's dive straight into the episode. So the first thing I want to point out of this is how you go from a calorie deficit and actively losing weight to maintenance is going to depend a lot on how you are dieting for lack of a better word to begin with so from my perspective and I've talked to a lot of women now I would say that I've I don't know if it's the thousands it's probably in the thousands at least hundreds of women who have tried to lose weight and a few who've done it successfully uh, and lots of people who have been struggling to lose weight I talk to I talk to those every day. Maybe you're one of them. Maybe we've had a conversation uh, on Instagram and in the DMs. Maybe you're in the Lean of Plants membership and you're a member there. But losing weight is difficult. We all know that. And there's two main ways that people tend to go about this. And the most common one 
is that people will try and start with a a big calorie deficit. This is what I kind of see promoted in the weight loss world. And I think that this is some of the reason why there is a little bit of confusion about this transition from weight loss to maintenance. And I think it's because of dieting in general, because we expect that once we uh, kind of finish the dieting phase, that we'll be able to go back to how we were and maintain the weight loss, which is it's unfortunately not true. So the first method that people tend to use, the most common one that people attempt, is to start with a big calorie deficit. So to cut the calories from what they were eating way down, um, lose all the weight and then increase the calories from there so they don't continue losing more. So that's the one that I, I see kind of promoted the most and it generally goes hand in hand with some kind of calorie counting. The second one is to start with a moderate calorie deficit or in my mind, start with some little tweaks and changes to your lifestyle and your diet to then lose weight, hit a plateau, decrease your calories a little bit more, and then keep doing that decrease, plateau, decrease, plateau in this kind of, uh, I'm going to say like ratcheting down kind of way, which I know that ratchet is not a good word sometimes but you know what I mean in context how it is just slowly kind of step by step going down and then maintaining from where you end up from the the last plateau that was acceptable to you and that's where you end up maintaining from so the first one where people are in a calorie deficit and they do that for a long period of time they lose weight and then they've realized, okay, you know, I'm, I'm still losing weight and I need to start going, I need to up my calories so I don't lose anymore. I have only heard of that happening in a tiny handful of cases. I can think of one person specifically that I follow online, and I'm not going to say their name, it's not necessary to say their name, um, and I, I really admire them, I really like their account, and they they lost a bit too much weight through being in a calorie deficit. And so one of the things that they say now is that they've increased their calories and they have gained weight, okay? So they were in a calorie surplus after this, was a, a calorie deficit is not forever. And that's 100% true. A calorie deficit is not forever. You can't do that unless you want to you wanna starve, which no one wants to do that, okay? We don't want to die from starvation. That's a horrible way to go. I would much rather be hit by lightning, all right? I don't know why I'm talking about this right now. <laughs> oh, Charles, get back on topic. You know when you're in a hole and then you try and just dig your way out of it and you just make it worse and worse and worse? I did this one time and it was so embarrassing. I met uh, like a, a, a work colleague, like an old work colleague, um, in a cafe and they they were with their girlfriend or something and it was someone that I'd had like a lot of banter with when we were working together but didn't really I don't know hadn't seen them for a while I don't really know them that well and um they were introducing their girlfriend and she just seemed really really nice and I was saying something like oh it's it, like you're really nice your girlfriend's really nice so I guess that evens out like some of your meanness or something like that and it was trying to be like a real gentle kind of I don't know like a tease or something like that it was just trying to make like a little bit of joke that would have been okay when we we're working day in day out with each other but it just came across across so 
mean and terrible and I didn't know what to do and I was just digging myself out of this hole and was not working I was just burying myself and Nick was there hopped in the car with him afterwards I was like why do I do this to myself I'm so incredibly awkward why didn't I just keep my big dumb mouth shut so if you (laughs) identify with that I would love to hear send me a dm or something um I'm always putting my mouth in things and trying to dig myself out of it. And I want to know, is anyone else like this? Anyway, let's get back to what I was saying. So this girl on Instagram, she she always says like a calorie deficit is not forever and, and talks about how like she increased her calories. And for all intents and purposes, I think that what she went through is just such a small minority of people And normally what I see when that happens, when people actually have to increase their calories again because they have got to their weight loss goals and then they've actually exceeded them and lost a bit too much weight, the only time that I really hear of that happening is when people were calorie counting. And they're the kind of people that once given a goal or they're macro counting, they can, they can, they can really uh, maintain that kind of way of eating and they're very I wouldn't say militant but and this is just my observation they're people that can really f- be given a goal and just do it and do it almost robotically and I haven't met many people like that I'm I'm a little bit like that when it comes to some things if I say that I'm going to do something I can push myself to do it And I know Cassie, Cassie is someone who is really, really like that. If you say to her, like, this is what you need to do to achieve something, she's just going to go and do it. Um, Most of us, and I definitely more lean to this way for most things, most of us are going to really struggle with actually doing the thing that we say we want to do, even if we know exactly what that is. So not many people are going to ever struggle. I just want to put your mind at ease right now. Not many people are ever going to struggle with losing too much weight and then having to do something about it. What is far more likely to happen is that you are going to start maintaining some kind of weight without any effort. That you are going to be in a calorie deficit, losing weight, And then most likely, long before you reach your goal, you're going to start maintaining. And when you are maintaining and you're not ready to be maintaining, we call that a plateau. Especially if you are intentionally losing, you're intentionally trying to lose weight and you're not, that's called a plateau. So expect that you are going to get out of a calorie deficit and start maintaining your weight loss long before you ever feel like you want to stop and we call that a plateau when you reach that that period where you're actively still trying to get a little bit leaner or maybe a lot maybe you've got a lot of weight left to lose and you've hit a plateau expect that that is a normal process and it doesn't make you a failure it's most people are going to experience that if you've hit a plateau and you still want to lose weight then we don't normally call that weight maintenance. Even though it is weight maintenance, you would normally call that a plateau. But it is normal, so expect for that to happen. And part of the reason for this is that as you are losing weight, you are becoming a smaller person who simply needs less fuel. Big cars need a lot of fuel, small cars need a whole lot less. So it's very normal to 
kind of look at it this way where you think, okay, if I start with a 500 calorie deficit, and that means that you have reduced your calories from uh, whatever you were maintaining your weight at, doesn't matter, you don't need to necessarily know that number, but if you, if, let's say you are 20 pounds overweight, well, let's just take you right now, whoever you are right now listening, if you are maintaining your weight right now, if you are not gaining, if you are not losing, you're in maintenance, right? You're maintaining your weight. And that means that the calories coming into your body and the calories going out of your body are equal because you're not gaining or losing. And they don't have to be exactly equal because there's all these little mechanisms inside of your body that control things like your hunger uh, and your movement and all of that, that um, they're quite fine-tuned so that you can maintain your weight relatively easily. And if you want to learn more about that, then go listen to the podcast episode that I did all about set point theory. This does not mean that you can't lose weight or that you can't gain weight. It means that while you are maintaining, there is some little things that happen to make maintenance relatively easy. That's all well and good. So if you reduced the amount of calories that you are eating, if you just reduced by 500 calories and you started to lose weight, let's say three months from now, you've lost 10 pounds, all right? So you are now a 10 pound smaller person. You imagine that if you were walking around every single day with a 10 pound sack of potatoes on your back, you would be burning more calories. So when you were walking around with a 10 pound sack of extra fat on you, you were burning more calories that now that that is gone. So you're going to be needing less calories to actually maintain your new weight. So this is the most important thing to understand about weight maintenance is that to maintain your weight, it's going to depend or how many calories you need to maintain your weight is going to depend on how big or small you are. Because how big or small you are is going to be the thing that has one of the most influences on how many calories you actually burn. And you need to expect that as you lose weight, you just simply need less calories to fuel your new weight. And people get really confused about this and because we've still got this really prevailing myth that this 3,500 calorie rule is accurate. And it's simply not. It is not accurate. And it was based off uh, some assumptions uh, about like fat storage and the, the number of calories that come from uh, like one gram of fat. And that number, that 3,500 calorie number, that equates apparently to one pound of fat fat loss is simply not true. So the rule kind of goes that if you take away 3,500 calories from your wherever you are now, then you will lose one pound. So if we spread that over a week, you would say, okay, 500 calories a day, reduce the calories in your diet by 500. And if you did that seven days, that would add up to 3,500 calories. So you could expect to that to translate into one pound of fat loss. So this is actually wildly exaggerated for the reason that I mentioned. As you lose weight, you need less calories to exist. So what was a 500 calorie deficit in month one might be no deficit in month three or month six. And this is where it's really interesting because 
I just saw a post today and it was from someone I really expect. <laughs> and I agree with the concept of the post, but I was like, wow, that's really, really flawed in how they are presenting it because they were saying uh, two pounds a week. If you lost two pounds a week, I mean, people think that that's inconsistent and that's not very much, right? And people do tend to think that. But if you were to lose that two pounds a week for six months, that's going to add up to X amount of weight. I can't remember how much it was. <laughs> I should be able to easily work that out. Uh, and if you were to keep doing that for a year, then you would lose this amount of weight. But the thing is, just by making that initial change of reducing the calories by 500 into your diet is not going to translate that you are going to have this linear two pounds of weight loss a week. Whatever amount of weight that you start losing, you need to expect that that is going to flatten like a curve. It is not this linear downward progression because it that calorie deficit slowly, slowly goes as you need less fuel to live. So one of the other things that happens as you lose weight is that your hunger ramps up as well, unfortunately. <laughs> so even though you might be feeling like you're eating 500 calories less, your hunger could have ramped up in a couple of months by 400 calories. So you're, and you're eating 400 calories more, even though it feels like you're eating 500 calories less. And now because you're a smaller person as well, and let's say that you take 100 calories less just to exist, you've got no calorie deficit at all, but it feels like you do. It feels like you should be losing weight. Because it feels just as hard as it did when you started that initial 500 calorie reduction. And I don't want to say this to scare you. I just want you to understand that this is the expected progression of how your weight loss will look. You are going to need to assess when you reach that plateau about how you can reduce your calories more or how you can increase your need. And when it comes to the speed at which you lose weight... You need to expect as well that that is a bell curve that flattens over time. It is not something that is linear, even as an average. We talk about weight loss not being linear because there's all these dips and spikes and you look at it like a stock market. But when you think about the stock market, you would expect you're looking for exponential growth over time, right? You're looking for that kind of uh, hockey stick where you're not making much, you're not making much, you're making a little bit of return and then it gets to a point where it just skyrockets. It's kind of the opposite in a way with weight loss. You're going to lose more in the beginning and then as you've lost more and more weight, it's going to flatten so that you it's so that you're not going to be losing anymore. Um, Michael Greger talks about in a book uh, in one of his videos and I'm going to link it in nutritionfacts.org. Uh, he has a video on this 3,500 calorie rule, which I think is great. And what he says is that whatever amount of weight you're wanting to lose, expect that you would lose half of that in the first year, and then it would take you the next two years to lose the rest, the remainder of it. So that's, for, for a lot of us, like that's actually, it sounds like a really long time. You can lose weight quicker than that. I'm going to say that I've seen it happen but in general, you want to expect that it does take a bit of time. And this is why it's so important that your habits are really leading you to something that feels sustainable so that the weight loss becomes just this kind of added bonus to a way of life 
that you feel like you can do for the rest of your life because you you are going to have to do it in some way for the rest of your life and we'll talk about that in a little bit so just to recap that rather than intentionally moving from weight loss to maintenance you're most likely going to hit a plateau um, and then need to assess whether you want to reduce your calories again to break that plateau or to increase your calorie burn, which is typically going to be from increased movement. And if you want to listen to a podcast episode all about why exercise won't help you lose weight, I'm going to link that in the description as well. Because just trying to increase the amount of calories that you burn normally backfires because you end up getting hungrier and you end up moving less throughout the day. So the calories from your movement which is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, we typically call it NEAT, is going to go down. So you've got this uh, you've got this effect where the net difference in the amount of calories that you actually burn is, or the calorie deficit, or the, the uh, calories coming in and the calories going out is pretty much equal when you try and do that just with exercise. So the most important part to focus on when you're trying to blood break a plateau or weight loss is the nutrition. It's the food coming into your mouth. Now there's a huge possibility that you're going to hit that plateau when you're not even in a healthy weight range yet. And like I said, this is normal. Uh, it's also likely that because weight loss does slow, you are going to feel almost like you're a plateau and you might not be in a plateau yet, but because your weight loss has slowed significantly, it can feel like it. And because your hunger has ramped up again, it also feels like you are doing just as much as you were, but your habits or your your amount of calories that you're actually eating has gone up. And I'm, I'm not making this stuff up. This is just what happens. And there's quite a few podcast episodes that I've done about breaking a plateau, so I'm not going to get deep into that now. But when you are trying to break a plateau, you want to be thinking about when it comes to reducing the calories, how do you reduce the calorie density of your diet? And the most important thing in that is that you are increasing your consistency. Because inconsistency is what, and what I mean by inconsistency is eating processed food, and eating, even if you're doing that sporadically, that is going to add more calories overall than, let's say, eating an extra potato at all of your meals. If you eat a tub of Ben and Jerry's or if you have like a bottle of wine every weekend, that's thousands of calories. Whereas if you have like an extra potato at your meals every day, that's going to only add like a couple of hundred calories a week. So you always want to tackle your inconsistency before you start tweaking the calories on your plate. You can do both at the same time, but it's always easier to look at your inconsistency because that's where the bulk of the calories uh, are going to be coming from and you're not going to have to sacrifice hunger when you eliminate those first or you at least reduce them. So when you're in that maintenance mode or plateau mode, it's up to you in that instance to assess whether you want to actually start losing more weight and what I typically see happen is people will hit a plateau and then they will they will try and break the plateau and they might be successful in that and then they'll get a little bit leaner and then they'll they'll normally hit another plateau that's normal that's expected so when you're doing that you need to be looking and assessing what 
can I change in my lifestyle that is going to let me lose a bit more weight, but it's also going to give me what I'm, what matters to me in terms of my lifestyle. And there's a lot of people that will get, uh, like let's say you're trying to lose like that last 10 pounds. There's a lot of people that will hit that kind of barrier before getting to what they see as their optimum weight and it's 10 pounds out. And a lot of people are going to find that if they want to lose that last 10 pounds, they're going to have to eat a lot more vegetables. They're going to have to be nearly 100% consistent in their diet. Um, They're going to be, they're, they're really not going to be able to have much flexibility in terms of eating anything remotely processed. So for a lot of people, they're just not wanting to make that sacrifice because it is a sacrifice. Uh, and I've at different times been at a lower weight. And when I think about that now, I think about what was required to do that. I'm like, that's it's not worth it for me to do that. So when you're thinking of, when you're thinking about maintaining your weight, most likely what is going to happen is that there is going to be um, it's kind of going to be like this compromise between where you would ideally like to be in terms of how your body looks or your BMI or your uh, body fat percentage and a compromise between the kind of lifestyle you want. It's pretty rare for people to just easily hit like a very lean model type weight and that have not been something that was incredibly difficult to actually get there. Most of us are not going to have washboard abs you can if that really matters to you you can do that and this is the best way to do it with a low calorie dense diet because you can uh, mostly reduce the need for uh, you to go hungry but it's still not going to be all that easy so I just want you to be thinking about as you're in any kind of maintenance as you're in any kind of plateau assess do I want to do what it takes to get leaner. Do I want to reduce my calories more? And how am I going to do that? Am I going to do that through consistency? Am I going to do that through eating more vegetables? What does that look like? And there's nothing wrong with giving it a go and then being like, you know what, this is not actually for me. I'm going to be okay with maintaining for a while. A lot of people will hit a maintenance mode or plateau and then they will stay there for quite a while um, until they're ready to start being more intentional with it. I've done that. I think that that's fine. There's nothing wrong with being like, you know what, I want to be more intentional coming into summer, for example, or I want to have a bit more flexibility and just focus on maintaining if I'm on holiday. You can do that. You get to choose. You are the one that has to decide this. From an objective standpoint, in terms of where you want to end up, I wanted to read something from Nutrition Facts uh, from Michael Greger. And I'll link to this video as well. And that's about optimum BMI. So I quote, What's the optimal BMI? The largest study in the United States and around the world found that having a normal body mass index of BMI from 20 to 25 is associated with the longest lifespan. Put all of the best available studies with the longest follow-up together and that can be narrowed down even further to a BMI of 20 to 22. That would be about between 124 to 136 pounds for someone who stands five foot six. You can, and so they're saying you can pause the video and have a look 
uh, at the chart to see where your optimal BMI would be based on height. So I'm going to link that video. But even with a normal BMI, the risk of developing chronic disease such as type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and several types of cancer starts to rise towards the upper end, even starting as low as a BMI of 21. A BMI of 18.5 and 24.5 are both considered within the normal range, but a BMI of 24.5 may be associated with twice the heart disease risk compared to 18.5. So BMI is not the only way to measure uh, health in terms of where you should be kind of ending up with a height to weight ratio, but it does seem to be an okay kind of estimate. You can also look at uh, body fat percentage, but what I've learned from looking at this and specifically uh, what's recommended by Michael Greger and so many of the evidence-based research out there is that from an objective standpoint it is better for your health and longevity to be at a lower BMI rather than a higher BMI and that does not mean that you have to be like washboard abs level I am not there that does not mean that it is going to be anywhere near the level where you could lose your period or anything like that But if you're looking at a range in that healthy range of, say, 20 to 25, it would be better to be 21, 22 than it would be to be 25. My current BMI is 20.7, and I'm about 20% body fat as an estimate. I haven't had a body fat percentage scan for a very long time. The last time I did, I was 18%, and I have a bit more fat on me now. So I'm going to estimate 20%. So... Even a few kilos heavier than me, even, you know, even at 22, 23, even 24, perfectly fine. But objectively, if you can get to that 22 uh, in terms of a BMI, you are going to be, from an objective standpoint uh, and a statistical standpoint, better off. And I think that it's really, it is possible to achieve that for pretty much anyone it's going to come down to the level of processed food that you have in your diet. That's going to be the biggest indicator. And also partly your movement. Because there can be a huge difference in the amount of movement that someone does um, compared to someone else. Even locked in the room. I, I've read a study where two people were, or two groups of people were locked in these like little cells and they they tracked how many calories were burned through uh, neat non-exercise activity and it could vary like 600 calories for even for people who were locked in a room so that's just from fidgeting more that's from standing up more moving around uh, all of those kind of things so it's important to think about that being a factor as well when it comes to maintaining your weight the biggest thing to remember is that the habits that got you there are the habits that will keep you there So this is why it's so vitally important that right from the beginning you are building sustainable habits because you're going to have to maintain them for life. You can't can't go back to eating like you did. You can't just do a six-month diet or a three-month diet, lose a ton of weight and then go back to how you were eating because you are no longer the same person if you've lost weight. You need less calories to start with and you need the habits to maintain 
the weight that you've lost, your habits that you have and the actions that you perform on a daily basis are what lead to the results that you have. So if those change, then expect your weight to change as well for either weight gain or weight loss. So you are going to need to eat less calories than you did at the start of your weight loss journey to maintain it. But there is one slight exception to this. And this is super encouraging. And that is that whole food carbohydrates are not converted into fat very easily at all. Converting whole food carbohydrates from things like vegetables, potatoes, fruits, whole grains, legumes, it's a very costly process for your body. So there's a lot of uh, energy that is just simply burnt off in the process of converting excess carbohydrates, whole food carbohydrates, into stored fat cells so they're also low in calorie density right this is another key thing so it's actually it is hard to massively overeat on whole food carbohydrates i'm not talking about flour i'm talking about whole wheat i'm not talking about sugar i'm talking about berries and bananas all right so it's really really important you would need a lot of extra calories from whole food carbohydrates to see that translate into weight gain So you can eat more calories and still maintain your weight if they are from whole food carbohydrates, okay? You're not going to be losing weight if you're eating excess calories from any source. You are not going to, but you can conceivably do this to some level with whole food carbs like potatoes, rice, beans, all of those kind of things. You can have more flexibility and this is what it gives me a lot of hope and I've seen this for myself a lot. I've seen that uh, I can quite easily maintain my weight with a lot of flexibility in my diet as long as it is those whole food carbohydrates. As soon as I add in more processed food, which is typically high in sugar and high in fat and very high in excess calories, I will start to gain weight. All right. I will start to gain weight quickly from that, but I can eat more potatoes and still maintain my weight uh, even at like a very lean body weight and I have a theory (laughs) that this is why there are a lot of really skinny vegan influencers who are now maintaining their weight and they're eating a lot of calories uh, from whole food carbohydrate sources or even some processed carbohydrate sources but they're not losing weight and I, I know a lot of people who are promoting I I don't know a lot I know some people uh, who are promoting eating like a very high carbohydrate uh, very high calorie diet and they're saying that this is how people are going to lose weight but simply because it's not got any fat in it and they didn't lose weight like that themselves they lost weight on a raw diet which when you're eating raw you're normally eating a lot less calories than you are from cooked food because raw food, raw fruit is very low in calorie density. So this is my theory and you can, if you want to learn more about that um, and why I think that there are so many skinny vegan influencers who are able to maintain a low body weight but they didn't lose it like that, then you can go and listen to the podcast episode I did all about that. So you can have more flexibility even when you're maintaining your weight Uh, from eating more potatoes and greens and fruit and things like that but you are you're not going to be losing weight if you are eating in excess 
And one thing I want to point out about here, I've talked about excess calories. That does not mean that they become, okay, how do I describe this? <laughs> I should be the one that can easily describe this. Just because you are eating more calories than you normally would does not mean that that actually results in a calorie surplus. Because when you have a change in the input, you also are going to have some kind of change in the output. If you are eating more calories from potatoes, rice and beans at your maintenance, right? Let's say that you need 1800 calories to maintain your weight loss. If you are then eating 2000 calories a day, but that is coming from whole food carbohydrates in the process of your body saying, okay, you know, we've got a little bit too much. There's a little bit excess here. I'm going to convert that into fat. In that process of trying to convert that to fat, most of that those calories are going to be burnt in that process. It's an extremely inefficient. So just because to you, it's like, okay, I'm actually eating in excess. The net difference is, is nothing. The net difference is you're still at that calorie in calorie out equilibrium because you've increased the calorie burn of those excess calories in that process of trying to convert them into fat. So a calorie surplus is always going to relate, uh, translate to weight gain 100% of the time. But just because you eat more calories than you normally would does not automatically mean that you are in a calorie surplus. And this is another thing to understand that a calorie deficit is always going to result in weight loss. Just because you reduce your calories does not mean that you automatically get into a calorie deficit. If you reduce your calories, you can also reduce your movement right? You can be super lethargic. You're not going to gain weight if those two things are equal. The best bet is always a whole foods plant-based diet, but I just wanted to stop and help you hopefully understand a little bit about how this works. For the most part, your diet has to stay very similar to how it will be when you were losing weight. What you eat is probably not going to change much. How much you eat might change slightly from whole food sources uh, and the flexibility that you have within that. But in general, maintaining your weight is not going to look very different from losing weight. You are still going to have to maintain the level of consistency or mostly the level of consistency and you're going to have to maintain the habits that got you there. So when it comes to transitioning, let me just recap. You won't need to do that intentionally, most likely. If you do, lucky you, congratulations. Just increase your calories a little bit more if you're finding that you've lost too much weight. Never personally seen that happen. Aim towards the lower end of a healthy BMI from an objective standpoint of getting you to the optimum health, all right? To do that, you are probably going to need to decrease the calorie density of your diet and increase your consistency. While maintaining, you can have more flexibility and not gain if you are eating more starches, more whole food carbohydrates. There is obviously a point at which you will gain weight from excess calories. It is harder to do from whole food sources. If you are introducing sugar and processed foods into your diet from a maintenance mode, it's going to be easy to gain weight. If your habits change, your weight probably will too. So focus on sustainable habits from the beginning 
that you are going to be able to maintain for the rest of your life. All right, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Please send me a DM and tell me what you thought or leave a review. Leaving reviews is super, super helpful. It really helps this podcast reach more people. Um, and I would really, really appreciate it if you got something from it. Leave a quick review. Let me know what you thought of the podcast and rate it as well. Uh, and I will see you next week for another episode. Stay safe, guys. All right. Bye.